Good day. Hello. How's it going? You know, it's fine. I um I've been working spending a lot of time lately. By that I mean like a good fifteen minutes of my day yesterday, um, trying to work out the um burger bracket that I have for next month. For, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna have some hot takes. Oh, really? I I'm dropping bar our balada off. Um oh. wow, that's gonna be controversial. I know, I know. I can't wait. Do um, I I don't know if the listeners know what uh Lindley does a <laughs> Don't want to get in on this, listeners. Lindley does a burger bracket. Would you would you give us a little primer on what you on your burger bracket. Hi everyone. Welcome to OKC Spam Podcast Edition. Um this is Lindley Face Smith and Marty Pusey. And <laughs> let me tell you about um every March during March Madness, I instead do a um bracket of sixteen <laughs> burgers and um really restaurants. <laughs> and the the good folks at home vote and it has ended with a tie two years in a row. And I'm oh my goodness. For it to not happen again. Um, what can you tie. do to, uh, how are you going to present it as, you know, ending a tie? You know, you're going to massage the numbers? Yeah. He, so, you know what? I'm a, like, very respected election official, and I do not vote in these situations. Mm. I, I let the powers be. <laughs> and let it go. Um, but uh, the last time it was a tie between um, New State and Brahms. Brahms will always come out on top. Well, I yeah, I have to imagine like the the ubiquity alone uh, should put them on top. I think because it's like both a locally owned business and kind of a far reaching one. Uh, but it's a an institution. Now, let me just be. I get it. Yeah, let me just be up front. I I do not eat hamburgers, so my opinions moot. Um, it's not moot. It's moot as a vegetarian. I feel like I don't have any. I have any insight about the burger wars. I just know, like the like month of February, like I eat way too many hamburgers, like leading up to this. <laughs> Um, I wish you pronounced it. Want to add? <laughs> Please let me know. I, yeah, you said before after your first burger bracket, you said that you were thinking about doing a pizza bracket, and somebody's what you trying to start a war. There aren't enough good pizza places to fill sixteen different spots. Well, okay, so. There are more than more than enough pizza places to put on a bracket, but but pizza worth eating or pizza that some well, you know I don't know I I don't know there are some of these small little like Star Pizza or American Pizza or whatever that like I mean I've never eaten there because I don't know they exist. I mean, um, if you get me past like 10 p.m., every pizza is going to taste really good. It's exactly um, right. <laughs> But uh, there's something about the alliteration of a burger bracket, like it's that, and it, honestly, it's a lot of emotional like turmoil for me to like get through. <laughs> and, like, 
<laughs> together because my Wi-Fi password is cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> you had that in common with my dad, actually. Oh, no, he doesn't like he doesn't eat cheese, but his password for a long time was uh, uh, HB No Tom, like which is hamburger no tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I share that with him because we talked about just the other day about how I don't like tomatoes on my Yeah, you only tomatoes. like it in a caprese, yeah. Yep. Um, or broken anyway, down into a sauce. You? Hey, you know, welcome to the food <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is OKC Span Podcast Edition where we just talk about food. Food, death, and Billy Joel. It honestly probably Food, would. death, and Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we can make T-shirts that say OKC Spam Podcast Edition. <laughs> that would be our best merch. Food death. <laughs> not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would go for death sex and Billy Joel, but that's... It's <laughs> <laughs> also... Uh, you know, we don't talk about... Uh, we do not talk about that on here. Uh, we do not, know. We're prudes. We're totally not prudes is what's funny. It's like... We're like we're total Republicans on here. <laughs> do, I am kind of into do as I say, not as I do. So I am like a Republican in that way. <laughs> uh, so today, podcast-wise, I, I want to tell the listener, let me draw back the curtain a little bit. This is the third time I've talked to Lindley today. Um, now, <laughs> granted, unlike a lot of days, this was in rapid succession. Like we talked for about 15 minutes, then we talked for about five minutes, and now we're talking. Uh, and those were all within the last, well, I'm going to say 45 minutes. But uh, um, one mentioned earlier to you is that I wanted to kind of – I want to have a little bit of a conversation about the state of quote-unquote – leftism in Oklahoma City uh, because we had a little bit of cohesion around the arena vote, but not a lot, not a lot of cohesion. There's a lot of, I think, a lot of uncomfortable uh, coalitioning that was going on there. But, uh, yeah, I just... I feel like what might amount to leftism in Oklahoma City is pretty scattershot. Uh, right now, not very uh, – there's no cohesion, which makes sense uh, to me. I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any opinion specific – opinion or specific insight about this topic. I just uh, – just something I thought was – I think is worth – you know, kind of I guess you did something really interesting that, you know, the folks who listen can explore themselves as well. Um, but, like, I know a lot of the people who I will use this as a um, – well, I voted for Hillary, but – and I voted for Joe Biden, but, it, like, I know, like we talked about earlier, like, we're not a um, – we don't do national politics. And right. Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we will. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. having – here, you know, there are a lot of people using like kind of that specific like pivotal vote as a um, cop out of how they 
deal with their everyday lives. Like, mm. I, I, well, <laughs> I, vote, I voted for a woman, so uh, I'm clear for a year before. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we elected Obama, so racism's over. Yeah. Kind of a vibe. Like, we, we elected a black president, so therefore I am not a racist. And so right. I do think that there is a conversation to be had specifically locally. Like, you and I were specifically talking about how um, in the mayoral election where people can you vote because you know a name, which is very, very common in national elections and is very unfortunate in local and state elections, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I <clears throat> I definitely think, like, city elections, name recognition means a whole lot. I'm not – I don't know how much that matters outside of Oklahoma City – in House and Senate elections for the state. I'm not really, I'm saying that very, like, truthfully and forthrightly. I don't know. When it comes to the state, it's red or blue. Like, where are you going to be? Like, we are a single party um, voter state still. Yeah, I I agree with that. That's definitely my impression is that put up somebody who's, a ridiculous joke of a candidate against a pretty good candidate, and it really doesn't matter. It's the letter by their name on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I would say the the representative from my home district in Shawnee is Del Curbs. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known Del for a number of years. Uh, he used to be a personable guy when he was just a business owner on the same block where I had a business. Um, he had the hot dog stand around the corner from my coffee shop. I love uh, that. Yeah, and immediately next door to my pizza shop. Um, uh, and so we talk at the dumpster a lot, right? Like after the lunch <laughs> rush, we run into each other, like, take the trash out, and we talk shop, right? Um, right. Perfectly. Like everyone, perfectly, everyone should work in food service at some point in their life so they can relate to this. Absolutely, right. So, uh, you know, like just – as far as talk and shop goes, fine, fine dude. We, you know, uh, yeah, but like as a state representative, he's a fucking nightmare. I mean, he's a goddamn mess. And apparently, I don't keep up with him, but apparently he's kind of taken some of that shit and made it his personality. Like there was a couple of years ago, there was a public meeting about homelessness in Shawnee. And specifically about the park downtown, and he said, "Well, if the city's not going to do anything about it, I'll I'll go down there with my gun on my hip and I'll take care of it." And it's like, man, that is not. That. This is not a dude who has ever been like that. Like he's a short, uh, really round guy. Uh, like there's nothing tough about him uh, <laughs> from the outside. So, uh, like for him to this just seems completely incongruous with the man who I knew as a, like a, a fellow food service provider in downtown Shawnee, you know, but like, I yeah, think that it's, that's. It's, he, I kind of think about, you know, the state of like our the left leaning portion of Oklahoma city will just be Oklahoma city specifically. And the, the, the gaps in the system were really shown over the arena vote. And I know that it's like, hear me out whenever I say that, because 
it feels like that is a a simple vote, but it was something that really showed some of the different people who like you think share ideology, mm. um, but don't. Yes. And and so it kind of created like where I saw there was more of a subset of people who I don't have the like specific jargon for that do not agree with specific things that were being voted on and some that do, but still all fall under the same umbrella of, well, I'm, you know, I have a D next to my name or right. whatever, you know. Yeah, I think my observation, and this is, I mean, it's all speculative, right, because we can't, I mean, sure. uh, I, I can't go person by person, find out how they voted, but my impression from within my bubble and with my own uh, presuppositions, uh, it seems like that vote broke uh, along some weird lines uh, that were basically like the the libs, like the people who are like, they voted for Biden, so Trump lost, so that's the end mm-hmm. of their like they like okay things are fine now. Um, they they voted like, for a woman even though she lost. <laughs> right, that kind of thing. Like a lot of the pro arena voters are people who would consider themselves liberals to progressives, whereas a lot of the very conservative voters and the leftist voters voted no. Um, but somehow the center really won this. And, I, you know, if I look at that coldly from a, from a perspective that doesn't have a moral, uh, like, doesn't have moral agency in the item, uh, I could say that's fine. Like, that's democracy, is that the middle one. Um, that's, uh, as far as our standard bullshit democracy in America goes, that's, I guess that's how it should go. Um, I'm <laughs> not happy about that, but, uh, but I can understand that being a perspective that like, well, this is how it should be. The people in the middle that are not extreme in any way, but like, uh, it was just less likely to arm themselves. So there's, there's that. a little bit. Yeah, that's um, true. I, but, yeah, but I think, I think for that vote though, like, there were a lot of people who showed up who don't vote uh, yes, typically. But, but also, I think like, the impression that I got was that the yes votes were largely uh, centrist Democrats and Republicans who are all capitalists and then a bunch of pronouns in your name. I don't have to listen to mm. you. Uh, <laughs> people who don't usually vote but are like sports animal addicts and whatnot yeah. like like a lot of dudes with wraparound sunglasses uh with a picture yeah, in the front seat like of their truck as their yeah. profile picture yeah just like their profiles on twitter say boomer thunder whatever you know like nothing <laughs> people are not involved in politics in any way and that's the fucked up but it's fine for them they're probably happier than i am <laughs> everybody everybody gets the right to vote but i wish you would do it the way i wanted you to but um yeah exactly i'm glad you did it <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah so i 
we suffer a lot from that. One thing that I would like you to kind of break down on your philosophical view on um, what you view as considered progressive, um, because mm. a lot of people use that term as and identifying themselves, and then don't their actions do not reflect that that I see. So I think that it's like it's kind of like a trendy term to use, but I would like to hear what you think of when you when you use that word. Yeah, well, I, uh, this is a good question, and I think is worthy of a lot of conversation <laughs> broadly tune from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, no, for honestly, tune in for the next month and a half. But like, mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would love to bring in because this is like a lot of people say, well, we have a philosophical difference. And I always want to say, well, I studied philosophy, so I win. Like, I actually know what I'm talking about. You know, um, uh, I said that once to a boss who was firing me. She said, well, we just have a philosophical difference. And I said, well, I studied philosophy, so I feel like I'm the expert on this, and you're wrong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. In a, like, a, really, in a coldly philosophical, Wittgensteinian sense, like, we have to agree on definitions to really be able to communicate uh, quote unquote perfectly. And that's something that we as humans are just not going to be able to accomplish. Right. We're not going to, if you say you love your mom and I say, I love my mom, even those two versions of love are very different things. Right. Um, Exactly. So we kind of agree broadly on these terms, but there are words that are buzzwords like progressive or liberal uh, that lose meaning through usage, right? Like they they come as a code word for something that's meaningful and then through common use and misapprehension become uh, far less meaningful signifiers. So let me, let me stop talking like that. Um, we say progressive, and I honestly, every time I hear somebody say it, I want to say, what do you personally mean by progressive? And that's something that I wonder all the time, because I feel like we understand people who identify themselves as liberal. It's like, okay, so you vote Democrat. You believe, you know, general humans should be able to be married and love other humans and, you know, like those hot boxes hot topic things but like right you think taxes are a good thing for the public the public the common good that it's like okay well those baseline things got it but i hear people say progressive i'm like what do you wait what do you mean by that right (laughs) you want to grab a coffee so i can ask questions exactly so and we unfortunately we don't have the opportunity to do that with every single person right uh but yeah, I don't like. I think that words like the left, uh, like people say that about the Biden administration. Well, those on the left, that is, they're mm-hmm. fucking right wing. Uh, like in, historically, they are <laughs> hyper conservative. Uh, neocons are cons. Like that's really important to establish that neoliberals. Sorry, I said neocons. I meant neoliberals are conservatives. Uh, I just said it wrong. But, uh, you know, the neoliberals are the Clintons, Bidens of the world. Uh, You know, people who are like, their only platform really is we're not Republicans. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean that's that tracks with the people I date, but they're like, wait, <laughs> no, I'm cool, exactly free tam- right. I'm cool, free tampons. Therefore, <laughs> and I'm like, great, exactly, you should be exactly regardless, right. right? Like people who say, well, uh, like, like I think gays should be able to love whoever they want. It's like, well, wow, well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> fucking baseline humanity that doesn't make you liberal or progressive or that doesn't say anything about you morally it just says so that you don't like progressive for you um progressive for me for that to be meaningful for a politician to be quote unquote progressive or for a voter would be uh, a belief backed by action to change policy uh to to be more uh equitable uh, for and more equitable. So I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good short definition of what I like broad, easy to understand definition of what I think about it. Um, I've never said any of this out loud, so I'm really just like I'm looking around the room thinking really, about it. I really um, threw it at you. I'm sorry. No, it's good. No, it's good. Um, it's good practice for me to like justify what I believe and think too. But yeah, so I like you're not progressive. Okay, like here, let me let me provide my uh, framework for how other people should fit in. Um, <laughs> I don't think you are progressive if you are in favor of policing. Like, period. Like, if you think jails are fine, uh, prisons are necessary, you're not really that progressive. You're certainly not a leftist. Um, uh, I, now, you might be a leftist, if you believe in imprisoning your enemies, I don't believe in that. I think that's fucked up, but I can understand where that comes from. It's wrong, but but like progressive, I, I think when you, I don't want to pick on him, but like I think a good example is James Cooper gets painted as a progressive, and I think he's a he's a left leaning liberal. Like he's he's slightly to the left of center, but not a lot. Um, if you look, and, if you actually look at you know history of his voting choices and that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, and and even less his voting choices than his policy choices. Like, uh, it is not progress to improve conditions for the police, I and mean, that's not progress. That is stasis. Um, that is further entrenching the power of the violent arm of the state. And that's not progress. I don't care by any metric, that's not progress. Um, I shouldn't say by any metric, because it is a, (laughs) depending on your perspective, it is progress, like Mm -hmm. more power for the police. But like uh, to say, we want these changes and we will kowtow to existing power to get some of those changes, that's not progressive. it's regressive, in fact. Uh, so yeah, because I, I mean, I look at any vote towards an additional police budget or something like that as regressive. Um, right. And I don't have his history in front of me, so I don't want to like. Well, no, and I don't want to like, badmouth the about guy. It, yeah, like, he's he's somebody who I more or less consider have considered a friend uh, in the last five, six years. So I will say, uh, like a good a good thing about him is that you know I had questions specifically about surrounding the arena vote and he just like personally called me. I was like, let's talk about this. 
Um, yeah. Granted, we had we had a history, but he's like the kind of person who would do that, which I think is right. pretty rare. Yeah, like I in the run up to the mayoral election at one of my live events, I I made a point about like if you endorse the mayor, you're a cop. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in the vague sense that I say that about everybody, but <laughs> like people are cops. But uh he was at that event and he was on the list of endorsements and he said, I'd love to tell you why I endorse him. And I think his reasons uh I, I reject his reasons out of hand, but I understand where he's coming from. I think he's wrong. Mm-hmm. I think he's, uh, I think he's kind of, he felt like he was between a rock and a hard place. And I think it was like you put yourself between a rock and a hard place in that scenario. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. So like he's willing to engage in a way that very few elected officials in my lifetime have been. And so I definitely mm-hmm. want to endorse that about James and to say that there has been nobody who's run against him that I would have endorsed over him, that I would have yep. chosen <laughs> over him, preferred over him. Absolutely not. Even Legally or illegally. <laughs> right, yeah. Even his first election, he was running uh, – one of his opponents was somebody I know and like and respect a lot, Mike Dover. But like, matter of fact, I saw Mike when I was on my way in with Joe Beth for her to file. He was on his way out having filed. Um, and I chatted with him in the parking lot. He's a good man. He did not need to run for that seat. And once he found out that James was running, he should have pulled out of the mm-hmm. campaign and endorsed James, put his put his uh, efforts behind James. In my opinion, that's what he should have done. It's not what he did, but he's been really great. With, they they have a good relationship now after the election. I think that's great. Um, but, okay, so anyway, let's drop the James Cooper thing. That's not what this is about. I, mm-hmm. So something that you hear a lot in conversation and uh, punditry, et cetera, is this concept of the circular firing squad of the left and there's a lot of truth to that um Mm -hmm. when you get to the the more left-leaning side of american politics there are a lot of nuances between us and you can hear that a lot in what i've said so far there's a lot of personal judgment involved in that um you have tankies you have uh DSA people, that's Democratic Socialists of America. It's like probably the most like organized voting bloc party, uh, like political mm-hmm. party in the U.S. on on the left of the uh, like toward the left end of the spectrum. <clears throat> I have a lot of. They have a lot of internal strife. I have a lot of problems with them from the outside, but uh, but I definitely I think. That's a progressive organization uh, full of progressive people. We don't agree on everything, and that's fine. But then you have other people who are like just very very much have an orthodoxy that is strictly uh, encapsulated. Like if you're outside of these parameters, you're – not only not 
whatever phrase I want to use, a leftist, a progressive, whatever, but also you're counteractive to that uh, movement, right? And so there's good reason behind some of that. Like, oh, like leftists who are willing to work with questionable characters who are, say, uh, Tea Party types, you know, like, well, no, I don't, we don't need them in our camp. We don't want them in our camp because they have a fundamental belief that there are human lives that are less worthwhile than others. And that's not, that's kind of a non-starter for me. Uh, but I know people who are like marriage of convenience. I'll work with these people. To, and I'm just like, I don't agree with that. Um, but it's kind again, of you know, like you, you look at what kind of concessions you're willing to make. Um, yeah. With not with with the the, the with being specific, specifically political here, like the um, with the people you're going to back. You look back, and I think to myself, like, okay, so they're willing to work with this person, this oh this organization, and it creates a little bit of a narrative yeah. in my head. I think. I no, I agree. I think a really good example of that uh, was uh, surrounding the murder of George Floyd several years ago. There was a lot of social movement came out of that uprising movement, and I think that right. that was that was a real positive. That a lot of people, a lot of young people, especially, got engaged. That was the I think for every person. There's some event in public life mm-hmm. that draws their attention to the world outside of their immediate existence. And that was what it was for a lot of young people was like seeing, not just knowing it happened, but having it right in front of them. And the, the world the video. is having it on camera. <laughs> yeah. Watching a man be murdered by the police, by a policeman who was just insanely casual looking about it too while another policeman very casually watched it happening, right? So we all saw that, and most of us re- responded uh, with with great passion because it was just undeniable reality. And that, ma- that made a huge change in, in our public discourse, and that is undeniably a good thing. Now, we had a group uh, that was had some cohesion. I, I wasn't part of it. Uh, like I was really, anyway, I wasn't part of it. I just observed it. But there was a, there was a group of activists and advocates who uh, cohered around that uh, and started uh, a group called the Downtown Movement. Now, I'm not going to drag the Downtown Movement because I just don't think it's worth it because it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, the frag, the fracturing of that group had some to do with the fact that there was at least one Nazi that they were allowing to be uh, a yeah. part of this movement. And like, you know what? There's, there's no Nazi that is good unless they're dead. The only good Nazi is a dead Nazi, period. Like that is an uncompromising point for me. Um, yeah. There's like, I can, I can work with, like, like I have some, some new 
compatriots. I don't know friends exactly, but I have some new people in my life that are uh, very much anti-tax. I'm a socialist. I'm a Marxist. I'm pro-tax. As a matter of fact, I like. I, I'm an, uh, essentially a pre-Constantine Christian in my economic outlook. We all want to put all of our money in the middle and divide it out according to how we need it, right? Um, right. So, I, you know, uh, but I have some anti-tax buddies now. And the thing is that, like, we, on principle, we agree on what they're talking about with their tax. Like, I don't think my tax should be used for the benefit of this bad thing. So I, I know a lot of these pe- people because of the arena talks, basically. Okay. Um, okay. So that's different. It's, it's insanely, there's no comp, there's no comparison between, uh, between an anti-tax conservative or a libertarian uh, and a Nazi. I mean, it's just no comp. There's no comparison there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a real Go figure. That was a really divisive point for a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people who would otherwise be involved in that organizing effort. Um, and it's something that there's been fallout for over the last several years. I mean, like I witnessed a narrowly avoided fistfight because somebody was projecting mm-hmm. their frustration with that on another person uh, who really. Uh, had no fault in the uh, in the issue, so I like that. You know, I think that, that shit is a lot, of, a lot of the problem with people getting um, either really wonderful candidates who are not getting elected is a lot of the problem with um, people who what we want to say air quotes left are not agreeing on things and need to accept that we may not, but be able to like think about. How do I put this properly and not be a complete dick? Um, like, how to not be dicks to each other? Like, that should be very simple. But um, there, it, it has shown, I think, very recently within Oklahoma City, at least, um, that people who f- say they fall on one side, it's very, very fucked up over there, like, on that side. Right. And it's like watching people roast each other, and it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. like, why, why are you um, fighting a fight that doesn't need to be fought? Kind of thing. So I see, and we we saw it ourselves. Yeah, sure, absolutely right. I, and and I know I do this. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not above that fray. I'm not outside of it. I do that too. Uh, Own it. Yeah, I but. So I think circular firing is the reason that the right wins so much is because they will agree on these broad strokes and and pursue those and leave their more nuanced disagreements uh, on the back burner. And so, like, let us let us. Uh, uh, let us get power, and then we'll fight. And then we'll right. do our infighting about these specific issues. Uh, and we don't do that on the left. And part of why we don't do that is because most of us don't believe in any, any of the stuff we believe in 
without a deep moral conviction about it, right? And so that's why I wouldn't work with a group that included a Nazi because fundamentally, morally, I cannot accept the untroubled existence of a Nazi, like period. And so I'm not going to work with you if you will. Well, we're not going to win that way. But I don't know if winning, who knows what winning looks like, winning first looks of all. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but second of all, win what? Win what? Win compromise with Nazis? That's not a win. Um, like, unless we're going to get to the end point and turn and kill that Nazi who's worked with us, I don't – and even then, like, what have, you, what have you done? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't – that's not tenable to me, but that, but that, that is a snapshot of why – we perceive this circular firing squad on the left is because those moral points are important to each of us. And I would say that for the far right, it's not the case. We generally agree on these things. Let's, uh, let's have cohesion on those and then we can infight later. We won't do that. Like I won't compromise at the beginning uh, because it's moral turpitude to me to like, oh, like I said about the arena, just like if you think, even if you're right that this investment will in the long run uh, generate revenue that can be used to address homelessness, what you're saying is that it's okay mm-hmm. for now to not address it so that eventually we can. Well, I know people who die on the streets and I'm not willing to let them die so that eventually other people won't. That's not how that works for me individually, morally. And, and, that's, and so I was against it from the outset, right? Well, that's how a lot of us are. Like, if the whole picture is offensive to our morality, then, I'm gonna, then we're generally against it. It's hard to coalition on the left because of that stuff. And I'll say that there's a there's a group of very public uh, very public agitators, advocates, activists, small group mm-hmm. a small group with a very loud voice, uh, and I don't like them. Um, yeah, I, and I, they don't like most, me, and that's most fine. people who run in our circles know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying names because I don't think they deserve oxygen, but. Uh, like not provided by me, I should say. Um, but like, <laughs> like when I see some of the stuff that some of them do, it's like I, I don't think that you've examined the fact that what you're saying is racist and how you're saying it is racist. And I don't think that you've recognized that how you're saying that is is not just sexist. It's anti-woman. Uh, you know, like it's it's anti-queer. It, you know, like. Uh, and maybe not even something that you would call anti as much as uh, I'm having a hard time coming up with the the proper uh, equivocation of that. But like when you say when you say that somebody should get the dick out of their mouth, what you're saying yes. is uh, anybody who would perform fellatio is lesser, right? Yes. Whether that's a woman or a, a queer Any person. Human. Yeah. Yeah. Any human being who would have a penis in their mouth is less good than somebody who would not do that. Like that's that's absolutely what you're saying when you say that. 
and when you say uh like uh, oh you know like I, I said I think the same thing about just the word bitch. I don't call anybody a bitch because it's what are you what are you implying with that is that you're weak because there's something womanly about you is what that word literally means in usage. Like I think you're weak and that compares you to a woman to me. Like that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and and the word bitch like is so part of my like general. Like I'm I'm used to being called a bitch. Like, I'm used mm. to it. And so I heard somebody not too long ago say, like, yeah, and then she called so-and-so a B-word, and I was like, huh? What I was like, what? I was like, what, what, what are we talking about here? She called I feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm a kid, like, trying to guess what word my parents didn't say. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and I'm, but I'm just, it's so part of my, like, vernacular, and, I think there is something that, like, women can use that phrase. This is a much deeper conversation about, you know, people being able to take back words that were previously used in condescension to them. But, um, sure, sure. And I'm, was, I'm all um, for that. It's where, que- you know, using the word queer comes from. Yeah. Like, taking that back. And I'm I'm all for it. I just, that needs to be established. Um, and it's not my yeah. role. Like it's, it's not my, yeah exactly. This is not a word for me like, to reclaim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The N word the thing, is not well, a they word can say for me to, to each reclaim. other, but right. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Well, those those disagreements are important, but they also are distracting. Uh, now, I don't think okay. What I just said isn't merely a distraction. I think those are fundamental to your. Uh, interaction with the world like that there are many many different types of human beings in this world and there there are like unending nuances Uh, but you have to realize your role and who you are uh in the midst of 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 this in in uh in reflection of the culture in which you live. And like, am I going to reflect the bad parts of that? Am I going to embrace the bad parts of that? Or am I going to, am I going to try to change those things about myself? And that's what, honestly, that's what being woke is, is just recognizing initially that, oh, things are not as I thought. Um, And so I need to examine what things are actually going on that have been hidden from me. Uh, the scales have fallen from my eyes now, right? That's what being woke, quote unquote, supposed to I me mean, originally meant. Um, so yeah, I think if you're like, if you don't like Mayor Holt, uh, there are plenty of reasons for that. If you don't like, I don't know, Nancy Pelosi, there are plenty of reasons for that. Those reasons don't really have to do well. I'm, I'm like I'm going to leave Mayor Holt and most male <laughs> politicians, heterosexual white male politicians. I'll leave out of that. But like, if you don't like Nancy Pelosi or you don't like Kamala Harris or you don't like Nikki Haley, the reason you don't like them should not be about their gender or sexuality. That's not that's not what's 
for that matter. Yeah. That's not what's bad about them. Nancy Pelosi is not bad because she is a woman. So calling her a bitch is really, A, selling short what, what legitimate critiques there are, and just as importantly, B, uh, you're criticizing a part of her that is fundamental to about half the people uh, in the world. Uh, or, you know, you take Kamala Harris, and it's like, on top of that, she's a woman of color, too. So it's like, uh-huh. she has this, you know, it's stacked against her. And it, you can easily look at it like, well, she's a former prosecutor. Like, there were a lot of things you can go at there. A lot but, of things. Yeah, but, um, you know, people tend to just say, like, oh, she's a black woman. So, and it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, classic, classic thing of like you know people are more than just what they exhibit, um, but this I was, is coming from two white people, so. Well, sure, right. Um, I was covering a meeting of the jail trust back when there was still a lot of attention, a lot of activism going on at and around those meetings, and at one particular meeting, uh, a young anarchist was sitting pretty near me, and he kept. Everybody was like all of a lot of these, not everybody, but a lot of the activists were just yelling and hurling insults. I don't think it was inappropriate, but I also don't think it was particularly productive. But then again, I was there as an observer, not a participant. So, but this kid kept calling Trisha Everest, who was the chair of the jail trust at that time, Mm -hmm. kept calling her. the I'm going to do what you just talked about. I kept calling her the C word. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I blanch at that word automatically. And when I hear heterosexual men in America say it, especially, it makes me feel crazy. See, and that's uh, the word that, like, that's a perfect example of one that, like, I I I will use often. And that's up to I, you. I met, met girlfriends who were both like, oh yeah, okay. I'm positive with that too. Okay, let's go. <laughs> right. Well, I would say uh, it, it's not mine. It's not mine. But I, it's not mine in the sense that I don't think you should be using it if you're not, uh, if you don't have one, don't use the word. That's all. Um, so uh, he kept calling her that. And it it was making me furious because it's like, you are undermining not just the message here, but also your political identity. Mm-hmm, you are mm-hmm. saying that she is evil and that that equates with her genitalia and her assigned sex. Like, those things are not connected uh, in this scenario. And so you're, you're making it about something it's not. You're undermining your message and you're being an asshole about it. Um, <laughs> like, you suck now. Uh, fix that. Fix that that problem that you are creating in yourself. <laughs> um, I don't, there's... Now, I know a lot of this sounds like... Like, I know I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm not... I'm still... The process of... Uh, I'm going to unironically again use the word woke. The part of being woke is 
being aware of the fact that you don't have it all figured out and that you, I'm sorry, it just happened DJ. where, uh, DJ. DJ, oh, yeah, yeah a, a neighbor made a noise outside and he thinks he's got to do How something about it. dare they, um, yeah, he's going to it is okay, but go away, don't, there's nothing going on that you need to worry about, bud, <laughs> um, he's so upset. Um, but okay, sorry oh, about we that. Oh, we all, DJ, and everybody else. Yeah, he just. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, I. We all need to be examining these things about ourselves. It's a lot easier to examine them about. Oh, some asshole who doesn't really do anything in the community but talk shit. I, listen, I I think it's worth calling that out sometimes, but also. That's not my yard to clean up. It's not my circus, not my monkeys kind of a thing. I just, yeah. when what you do is counterproductive uh, to movement work, I think that's worth calling out. Like the the George Santos cameo thing. Like I know. The I, person I still, who paid for that. That list went free in my head. For, oh, a, for sure, for sure. The person who paid for that, who actually made that happen, uh is terminally misguided and um, while an intelligent person has no emotional intelligence and I think is... And we all know who... This, this well, is literally with subtweets. Yeah, like. <laughs> um, yeah I just... But, like... And they feel proud of what they did. Um, and that's insane well, to me. That's, that's, um, that's great. Good. Yeah, but, like, that... And, and I don't want to make too big a deal out of it because I don't think there were a lot of people who were like, oh, I was going to vote no. But now, you know, I don't think that probably happened. But it did make the entire movement against look stupid, look just ridiculous and petty. Like the uh, the idea of pranking and dunking as a political tool, it's not, not really very effective. I mean, that. That shit was fun in the 90s to watch Michael Moore do it, but like you're not accomplishing anything now uh, with that. So I think that's all worth examining. I, what to do with that, I, it's very individualized. I don't but, know. But I mean, all of this is to say how the anyone who is not a Republican identifier, it's pretty disjointed. Mm. Um, and I think that, that this whole conversation thus far has been showing that how disjointed it is um, about how there are like slight sticking points that we choose to argue over that affect potentially affect the outcome of things Mm -hmm. when there are things that could be arguments that could be being had on like behind closed doors, you know? Right. Um, and that's something that I feel like a, the more conservative part of the nation is better at, is mm-hmm. not beating themselves up. Um, but you mentioned the jail earlier. What's going on with the – not well, to pivot on you, but I am. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We're we're actually at an hour right now, so I don't know if we'll oh, – there's much to talk about with it uh, <laughs> in this small amount of time. I will say – a site uh, for the new jail has not been chosen yet, but strong, a lot of indicators strongly point to the new jail site being in Stockyards area. 
Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, it's just there's less you – know, the county already owns property down there. There's less uh, community pushback against it. Uh, I personally think it should go downtown at the site of the current jail. Um, yeah, we and a lot of people. <laughs> that's my big moral reason is that <laughs> we should, if we're going to cage our neighbors, we all ought to have to look at it, uh, especially in the shadows of commerce, um, like the 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 profit industry uh, being right next to where we cage. Uh, unproductive <laughs> members of society what you know for whatever that means like yeah i think that ought to be downtown and uh, but there are a lot of practical reasons for that too one of which is that we as a county already own that property um and so we don't have to spend millions of dollars to buy another property and also there are some adjacent city-owned properties that could be purchased at a pretty reasonable rate as far as that shit goes, um, mm. uh, to to make it workable. I think it's really important that the public knows that the bond that passed uh, to build a new jail is not going to – like, we have no funding mechanism to cover the projected costs of the new jail. Um, that bond did not co- – will not cover it. Uh, it will cover part of it, but we are going to be in the hole on this regardless uh, with the current plans. And so I think that should be cause for a lot of concern and a lot of outrage in the community. Uh, I vote that our next episode, we try to talk about criminal justice stuff. Um, criminal justice doesn't even mean anything, but uh, let's talk about policing and jailing on our next episode. We'll talk about, say, the... Uh, Real-time crime center, that's something that you've been wanting to talk about quite a bit, and I think it's definitely worth some examination and talk about the jail and uh, some of that stuff on our next episode. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great to me. And you guys, sorry, I've been trying to, like, remove guys from my vocabulary, but it's taken, like, it's 35 years of removing that. So everyone, um, we have an email address now. Oh. It's taken as about 18 weeks <laughs> but <laughs> you can reach us at OKC span just like it is in our bio pod pod because podcast was taken who took that who took that from us um, um, at gmail.com. <laughs> and, and to clarify there are no hyphens no no oh. other punctuation points just the letters OKC span pod yes okay O-K-C-S-P-A-N-P-O-D, O-K-C-S-P-A-N-P-O-D. Um, at gmail.com. At, at gmail. So uh, drop us a line. Tell us what you're liking, what you're not liking, stuff you'd like to hear discussed. Uh, general feedback and requests for information, that's a good place to, to send them. You can also get at us online at our personal Twitters uh, or at the OKC Span Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and if you've got a got an opinion that I don't like, you can also just shut the fuck up. Keep it to yourself. I don't need to hear it. I mean, I'm definitely to open to, to all cheeseburger commentary. Like that's, that's out there. And um, if you don't like it, 
great. (laughs) (laughs) If you do like the podcast, I encourage you to rate and review it. Uh, If you don't like the podcast, again, keep it to yourself. Stop listening. I don't (laughs) go fuck yourself. Like I don't know why you're here. Um, um, Marty, thank you for being such a dear friend. I love you so much, Lindley Faye. I'm just really fortunate to have you in my life. Um, I know, me too. And I'm fortunate to have everyone who, all 50 people who listen. (laughs) Between 40 and 100 of our closest friends. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) You never know who we're going to piss off, which will increase increase listenership. (laughs) That's right. Well, everybody, this has been OKC Span Podcast Edition with Lindley Faye Smith. And Marty Wayne Piercy. Um, Lindley? Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.